Nation, and welcome back to SFL Nights with AJ Stryker and D-Roy Gaines. I am so glad for you guys to join us tonight. Thank you for clicking that play button or subscribe, clicking that play button <laughs> or turn on that radio dial. Really appreciate it, y'all. We have a great show planned for you to this week. Um, this will be week two review, as well as our picks for week three and my fourth and goal interview features the Portland Fleet members, head coach Mel Davis, GM Nelson Lozano, and I have Ezekiel Love with us tonight. So it's going to be a fantastic show. How you doing, T-Roy? Yeah, I'm doing fine. Kind of see with my uh, picks last week. I heard that. I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I did better than week one, but it's still, yeah. you just don't know what to prepare for with teams, man. Everybody's just so good. You know, they're making the necessary adjustments that they need, you know, to, to win their game. So it's kind of, be kind of hard to call. And somebody let me down by talking trash. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> so you rocking the Sector 6 apparel. Again. Again. Jersey. Nice. Very nice, very nice. Even though he didn't want to say your own team was going to win, but it was still very nice. I ain't jinxing my team. Like <laughs> <laughs> that. <laughs> so for week two, um, I chose L.A. Lone Star Glory, Florida, Queen City, at uh, Arizona, Tulsa, London, uh, Louisiana, Baltimore, ATL, Denver, and Las Vegas Fury. And T-Roy, who did you choose? If I remember. <laughs> okay. uh, Lone Star, Jacksonville, mm -hmm. Queen City, your team, mm -hmm. Tulsa, San Diego, Mexico City, Louisiana, Vancouver, and Denver. Of course, I didn't choose my game because, you know, the jinx factor. Mm -hmm. That's why he's gonna be one off this week. As you know, hey, okay. just, that's his choice. I'll be one off every week. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Everybody, this is how it all went down. So, lost the LA Lycans took on the Houston Pahinas and LA won 30 to 13. Uh, Warren Murray did get hurt in this game, so it may have been a factor, maybe not. But Houston had 270 yards passing, 116 yards rushing. Uh, 386 total. Their time of possession was 21 minutes and 37 seconds with six turnovers. Uh, LA had 324 yards passing, 62 yards rushing and for 386 yards total. Time of possession was 22 minutes and 23 seconds and three turnovers. What did you think about this game? Well, I'm going to give a little shout out to Pryor with 134 receiving one touchdown for the Lycans and King did have off bay with five interceptions. One was taken to the house, pick six. Houston's offense, unfortunately, still struggling. Uh, hopefully next week they'll be able to turn around. Also, no sacks by either team in that game. That's a weird stat line. Very much so. Very much so. It's funny that you mentioned Pryor because he was the player of the game with right receiver, LZ Pryor, with eight receptions, 134 yards, one touchdown, and 16.8 yards per catch. The Lone Star Glory took on the Carolina Skyhawks and Carolina won in a big way, 30-17. I was wrong about this game. Bruh. I think, T-Roy, you was right about this, right? I was wrong, too. 
Oh, you was wrong too. That we both sitting and fishing together. Awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> star Glory had 237 yards passing, 81 yards rushing, and 318 yards total. Their time of possession was 20 minutes and 15 seconds with two turnovers. Carolina had 184 yards passing, 63 yards rushing, 247 yards total. Their time of possession was 23 minutes and 15 seconds with one turnover. What did you think about this one? Well, it was starting to get closer as the game got to the fourth quarter. Lone Star just failed to score touchdowns at the beginning of the game, actually sell for field goals. Then they was able to get a touchdown to get closer, and then Carolina was able to uh, pull away with Reach Versailles scoring what could have been the game-winning touchdown, and then the interceptions from uh, Benick definitely uh, cost them. Definitely. Player of the game was quarterback Xander Gold with 24 completions out of 28 attempts. Fantastic, Xander. 184 yards, two touchdowns, and a quarterback rating of 103.0. The Jacksonville Kings took on the Florida Storm and Florida won 17 to 10. Championship rematch of old. Loved it. And I was right about this game. Jacksonville. What? What? Excuse me? I was not. No, you weren't. I was wrong. You weren't. Jacksonville had 212 yards passing, 55 yards rushing for 267 yards total. Words are hard. Time of possession was 20 minutes and 14 seconds with two turnovers. Florida had 254 yards passing, 77 yards rushing, 331 yards total. Time of possession was 23 minutes and 46 seconds with two turnovers. What about this game? The running backs were the story. Uh, Willis had a big game last week, only had 47 yards rushing this week, while Belitsky had 102 total yards with two rushing touchdowns. That was the difference in that game. Uh, I was shocked that Florida was able to stop that running game of Jacksonville. Yeah, well, you know, he got mighty. And mighty found a way for the rookie to actually be the player of the game. Charlie... Blitzky. Blitzky. Thank you so much. I didn't want to put you. So, 20 attempts, 70 yards, two touchdowns, and 32 reception yards. Queen City Corsairs took on the St. Louis Gladiators, and St. Louis won 23 to 20. Very close game. I was wrong about this game. Bruh. Same here. Bruh. Queen City at 277 yards passing, 92 yards rushing, with 369 yards total. Their time of possession was 20 minutes and 54 seconds. I'm sorry, 20 minutes and 59 seconds with four turnovers. St. Louis had 254 yards passing, 63 yards rushing with 317 yards total. Their time of possession was 22 minutes and 28 seconds with three turnovers. What did you think about this game? It was definitely a surprise. Definitely a surprise, but the turnovers from Caswell actually hurt Queen City more than the turnovers from Brown. Uh, Caswell had four interceptions. Brown only threw for three. And uh, Bill Coss for St. Louis went off with 14 receptions for 122 yards and one touchdown. Uh, turnovers do matter. Unfortunately, it burned Queen City this week. Definitely. And tight end Bill Coss was the player of the game with 14 receptions, 122 yards, one touchdown, and 8.7 yards per catch. The Arizona Scorpions took on the Charleston Predators and Arizona won in a nail biter. Oh my gosh. Um, Donnie and James actually broke 10,000 uh, 10, yards this game. Receiving um, combined. Combined. The brothers did their thing, always in good mm-hmm. hands, right? Um, 
it was tied with 26 seconds to go, three seconds left in the in the game. Dave um, <clears throat> Legatron Barr wins the game with a 50-yard attempt, and he made it, man. We were so glad to see it. But Charleston had 287 yards passing, 103 yards rushing, but 390 yards total. Time of possession was 20 minutes and 40, uh, 42 seconds with two interceptions. Arizona had 279 yards passing, 66 yards rushing with 345 yards total. Their time of possession was 22 minutes and 37 seconds with one kick return fumble. Well, how did you, what did you think about this game? Well, as I mentioned last week, if you guys minimize the mistakes, I believe you would have pulled out the victory. You did not throw an interception, did not get sacked once, and two touchdowns. It was the Jackson to Hands uh, show. Both uh, Hands brothers went over 100 yards receiving. Both got one touchdown each. And that field goal was set up by a bad late hit from Jack Brown, a usually reliable, very good linebacker, but unfortunately he caused the penalty that gave you guys the field position needed to get that game winning field goal. Definitely. Thanks, Jack. I'm so wow. sorry. Thank you. <laughs> Player of the game was myself. With 24 completions out of 33 attempts, 279 yards, two touchdowns, and my quarterback rating is 118.1. So, yes, it's good to see it, you know? There you go. Well deserved. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Portland, uh, the Portland Fleet took on the Tulsa Desperados, and Portland won 30 to 20 on the road at that. I was wrong about this game. Bruh. Same here. Bruh. Tulsa had 310 yards passing, 29 yards rushing, 339 yards total. The time of possession was 16 minutes and 21 seconds with four turnovers. Portland had 187 yards passing, 83 yards rushing, 270 yards total. Their time of possession was 27 minutes and 28 seconds with no mistakes. So how did Portland win this game, Tyrone? Well, one thing I'm shocked that Robinson only got eight carries for 29 yards. I think that Hurt Tulsa made them one-dimensional, which led to Q's four interceptions, even though he still had the quarterback Q, still had two touchdowns passing. Uh, one thing I want Portland to work on is Ezekiel Love. He did have 36 carries, but only 86 yards rushing. But the thing, that one touchdown, good day for uh, Portland, who pulled off that victory on the road. Definitely. <clears throat> Player of the game was Shad Allen, strong safety, with three interceptions, one touchdown, three tackles, and one tip. Fantastic. Las Vegas Fury took on the San Diego Mavericks, and Las Vegas won 24-6. I was right about this game. I was wrong. <laughs> Las Vegas had 316 yards passing, 51 yards uh, rushing, 367 yards total. The time of possession was 24 minutes and 12 seconds with two turnovers. San Diego had 276 yards passing, 109 yards rushing, two, uh, 385 yards total. Their time of possession was 18 minutes and 48 seconds with three turnovers. So what do you think happened to San Diego? They couldn't, uh, unfortunately, score touchdowns. They had to sell for field goals. Uh, yeah. They score once in the first half, once in the second. Still shocked that Optimus Klein hasn't been targeted as much. He only had one exception for 35 yards, but Wells went over 100 yards rushing. Also, Pierce, good day. Two touchdowns, 316 yards pass, as you mentioned earlier. Kirby was a beast with 132. 
And player of the game was quarterback Colin Pierce. 23 completions out of 30 attempts, so 316 yards, two touchdowns, and a quarterback rating of 104.3. Mexico City Aztecs took on the London Knights, and Mexico won 21-9. to I was wrong about this game. Bruh, I was finally right about something. You got something, right? You got it. <laughs> <laughs> London had 187 yards passing with 13 yards rushing for 200 yards total. The time of possession was 18 minutes and 13 seconds with one turnover. Mexico had 221 yards passing, 143 yards rushing, and 364 yards total. Time of possession was 25 minutes and 47 seconds with two turnovers. So would you say that rushing was the name of the game with uh, Mexico? For sure. Robert Merrill. Formerly of Florida, only held to 13 yards rushing. He just was under uh, 60 yards receiving. But Phoenix Jones, it was his show today. Uh, 118 yards rushing with three touchdowns, so he was responsible for all 21 points. Um, also, Dax actually got more receptions, uh, 45 yards receiving. But uh, a fellow Gaines on Mexico City, Gaines, Pryor, Watson, and Jackson at least had nine total tackles to help seal the deal. All right, player of the game was, as you mentioned, Mr. Halfback Phoenix Jones with 17 attempts, 118 yards, three touchdowns, and two reception yards. Fort Worth Toros took on the Louisiana Revolution and Fort Worth won again from nine to seven. I was wrong about this game. Bruh. Same here. Oh, man, Louisiana had 124 yards passing, 101 yards rushing, 225 yards total with time possession was 21 minutes and one second, but with four turnovers. Fort Worth had 171 yards passing, 69 yards rushing, 240 yards total. Time possession was 21 minutes and 59 seconds with one turnover. So I guess turnovers were the name of the game in this one, huh? That one also, uh, Pickler struggling to throw the ball altogether with just 124 yards passing. Yeah. Sanders was 48%. And again, as we mentioned last week, and I alluded to earlier, trash talking usually bites them in the butt, and it it happened again. Evan Arthur and Pickler both had their something to say, and karma comes back to haunt people in the worst way. It does. Uh, I told Blake crazy about it too. Blake was in the chat. I was like, man, don't don't do it. I can do what I want. Oh, okay, cool. Hey, he had ten total tackles. He's one of three do so but the scoring has hurt them and that three games that they unfortunately you know talk a little trash it's resulting in losses so that's the semifinals and the first two games of this season so hopefully they'll be able to turn it around because they are a good team it's just that unfortunately their mouths may have cost them again yeah hence why you don't pick against your team or for your team huh don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Player of the game was Teddy and Robert Garrett Jr. Seven receptions, 102 yards, and 14, uh, 14.6 yards per carry. Sioux Falls Sparrows took on the Baltimore Vultures, speaking of which, and Baltimore won 30 to three points. Um, I was right about this game. Yeah. And he didn't say nothing again. Wow. <laughs> Sioux Falls. At 153 yards passing, 83 yards rushing, and uh, 236 yards total. Time of possession was 19 minutes and 47 seconds with five turnovers. 
Baltimore had 305 yards passing, 71 yards rushing, 376 yards total. Their time possession was um, 20 minutes and eight seconds with three turnovers. So what do you think the key was? Was it just stopping Colin Hart? We probably motivated that game. Um, mm -hmm. Ivy Irvin suffered a couple losses in his family, so we wanted for him, and he balled out. Yeah. A touchdown, over 100 yards receiving. He was a beast. Defense came to play in the snow. So uh, it was a, a total team victory. Uh, Sioux Falls will definitely be back. Um, right now, this is the progression. May it not work out in their favor, but they'll be back. This is this is one team I do not expect to stay in this slump that they're currently experiencing. They're very good. No, not at all. Not at all. Player of the game was quarterback Jack Wigmore. 32 completions for 44 attempts, 305 yards, three touchdowns, and a quarterback rating of 95.4. I do agree with you on that as far as uh, Sioux Falls coming out of that slump they're in because they're one of the top-tier teams, so I can see that. Yeah, Mr. Um, Wells definitely is a big factor. He's very reliable uh, fullback for them. So once their current fullback gets to that level, they're going to be scary again and be a three-headed monster. Definitely. Definitely. Vancouver Legion took on the, the Atlanta Swarm, and Vancouver went in Georgia to the hive and won 48-23. I was wrong about this game. I was finally right. Again, he's right. <laughs> Atlanta had 295 yards passing, 52 yards rushing, 347 yards total. The time of possession was 18 minutes and 34 seconds. Um, I did not get their turnover count. I'm hoping that you did. Did you get their turnover count by chance? Uh, for Atlanta? Yes. For five interceptions. Five interceptions, man. Vancouver had 303 yards passing, 147 yards rushing, 450 yards total. The time possession was 24 minutes and 49 seconds with three turnovers. So what do you think um, was the key to Vancouver's success? Scoring another 40 burger. It is basically what they did to Louisiana last week. They was able to make Atlanta one-dimensional. BDG Hollywood only had 52 yards rushing, and they forced Dynasty to throw five interceptions. And Pepper himself, he's still on fire. Only one interception, 303 yards passing, three touchdowns. Redford with 189 total yards combined, 6.9 yards per touch with a one rushing touchdown, a defense with uh, Murray, a guy I mentioned him, uh, two receptions, one of them went to the house, a 100-yard pick six. Awesome. Player of the game was quarterback Tom Pepper, 35 completions out of 43 attempts, 303 yards, three touchdowns, and 109.6 quarterback rating. Final game for week two was the D.C. Dragons taking on the Denver Nightwing. Denver won 30 to nothing. I was right about this game. Same here. DC had 173 yards passing, 20 yards rushing, 243 uh, yards total. Their time possession was 22 minutes and 22 seconds with two turnovers. A lot of twos. Jeez. Um, Denver had 145 yards passing, 212 yards rushing, 357 yards total. 20, they had the ball for 20 minutes and 21 seconds with no mistake. So what do you think the key for Denver's win was? Rushing. 
of McChesney. Back-to-back weeks went over 100 yards. This time, 206 yards rushing with two touchdowns, averaging 8.2 a pop. So he was on fire. Defense held uh, D.C. in check on offense for the most part. Uh, Say they have a, a decent game, 111 total yards rushing receiving combined. Hendershot, 11 total tackles for D.C. Santa Gria for Denver, a pick six, two interceptions total. Gotcha. And player of the game was Jared McChesney. After that, 25 attempts, 206 yards, two touchdowns, and four reception yards. So, guys, ended up six right, six wrong this week. Uh, we got some work to do. Wait a minute. Was I five and six or five and seven? Because that means if I'm five and seven, I must have picked a game I'm not supposed to pick. I think I'm five and six. You're five and six because you didn't choose your own team. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I feel a little bit better. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still doing this a little bit better than you, though. Just a little bit. Yes, better. you are. But we'll see how everything turns out with our picks for week three. So on Saturday, February the sixth, Baltimore will be t- first game. We'll be taking on the Denver Night Wings. Uh, 4:30 p.m. on for TV 11 Sports streaming on for the fans Twitch. And who we you gonna be at Denver's house? Um, but the way y'all been playing, it's been lights out. If y'all could stop Jared McChesney, then y'all have a well. You stop calling her. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Baltimore. This I think you guys are gonna find the pieces. And TJ is a, a masterful, a masterful coach at finding ways to stop the run. So yeah, I'm thinking Baltimore is gonna take this. And of course, yeah, it should be a close game. So we have to wait and see on Saturday. (laughs) Okay. That's why I'm always going to beat you because you're going to be one off. (laughs) (laughs) Unless I get these right. True. True. Carolina, uh, the Skyhawks will be taking on the Florida Storm at 5.05 p.m. TV ESN bonus coverage, streaming on SFL Twitch. Um, the way Carolina's been playing, they could definitely go in and take that win, but I think I'm going to, again, go with Florida on this one. It's a home game. Florida defends their home turf very well, so we're going to say Florida. What say you? I, I think if they repeat on not making mistakes and let the running back Belisky and Doyle uh, get some carries and keep Carolina's offense off the field, I think they should win it, so I'll pick Florida with you. Okay, sounds good. Who we have next? We got St. Louis at Louisiana, a very familiar matchup for these two teams for a certain reason. It'll be at 6.40 on Saturday. It'll be televised 11 sports streaming on FTF Twitch. Ashley, um, pardon me, don't want to go against Louisiana, but I'm going to go on a limb and say St. Louis is going to win this one. I'm hoping that Louisiana doesn't talk trash because if they do, I think they might be in trouble again. I'm going with St. Louis on this one. You know, it's so hard because I see what you mean, but the way St. Louis has been playing, um, seems like they have they have definitely turned things around over there. For that reason, I think I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go with St. Louis on this one. Even though it is, they are playing, Louisiana is playing at home. Um, 
You know, Pickler and Smith once, you know, get a W against their former team. I know. I know they want that so bad. that They wanted the last two games, too, you know. Um, yeah, I think the St. Louis is the one I'm going in and just winning. I don't think it's going to be a large margin then, but I think they are going to win. Um, who we got next? We got on the bonus coverage, Lone Star versus Houston at 7.15 on Saturday at Houston. I think this is the one Houston's going to turn it around. I think Murray's going to have a good day. If they can keep King from throwing interceptions, I think they should get the dub against Lone Star. Lone Star traveling to Houston. Now, I think Lone Star is actually um, leading the division right now, right? They're one, they? they're one and one. They're one and one. Mm, okay. Oh, this is going to be a hard one, but I, I think I'm going to go with you with Houston. Um, I think as long as, like you said, they minimize the turnovers, um, they're at home. I think that they do stand a chance. So I will pick Houston on this one. Um, we have the same picks. So you yeah, have one game above me because I didn't pick my team. <laughs> I mean, but right now we're agreeing. You know, yep. I mean, because you, it's it's pretty much. I can definitely see how how Houston could win, even though Lone Star is not, that they're nobody to, to mess around with. Yeah, you not. cannot fall asleep on those guys, because exactly. um, if then it gets it to Dave Axis or anyone that, you know, it's over. So we'll see. Las Vegas Fury will be taking on the Los Angeles Vikings at 9 p.m. streaming on LSN uh, for the fans Facebook and Twitch. And the way Las Vegas have been going in and just capitalizing on every down, I think I'm going to go with Las Vegas on this, even though Los Angeles defense has been amazing. And then they're going to be playing at home. Cool. You know what? <laughs> Las Vegas don't get mad. I think I, I think Los, Los Angeles going to win. I know they're going to be like, Ashley, you can't be changing. Yeah, I have to change because I really do think – my heart is telling me LA is going to win this. What do you think? Once you watch the replay, you're going to look at my expressions as you just went back and forth on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Your butt off. I was hoping that you was going to pick Vegas because I was picking Los Angeles on this one. I just like how Los Angeles is playing right now. Right. They're at home. So I'm I'm picking the Likens on this one. Yeah. I, and then I'm thinking about Sully getting that defense over there humming. Yeah, I, I think it's what it's going to be. Charleston. Predators will be taking on the Sioux Falls Sparrows at 9.20 p.m. streaming on SFL Twitch. The way Charleston played us, it was a very hard game. That was super hard. And they came back on us. And if it wasn't for that mistake, it, I don't know how it would have worked out. But since Sioux Falls is at home, I think I'm going to give the win to Sioux Falls this time. We're finally going to disagree on something. Okay. Oh, I'm going with Charleston. Okay. I think they're going to have, if I think Swearingen is going to play a key factor in this. If they can get him off and running against a very, very good Sioux Falls defense, I mean, they helped me under 100 yards rushing last week. Uh, if they, if Swearingen can get off and have a great game, I think they'll win. So I'll pick Charleston. Okay. Gotcha. And what do we have next? Starting on Sunday at 2 p.m. This is uh, Super Sunday. We can't say the actual reason why. You get dinged for that one. So, uh, have uh, 
Starting at 2 o'clock, Atlanta at Queen City. So this is like a championship caliber matchup with Queen City winning the most championships as of right now in the league. Atlanta won uh, in season 14. It'll be at 2 p.m. streaming at Florida Fans and Florida Fans Twitch. I'm going with – oh, this is hard. I'm going with Atlanta, this one. If BDG can uh, get over 100 yards rushing and Dynasty minimize those mistakes, I think the defense should bounce back against Queen City's offense. I'll give it to Atlanta. I agree. Atlanta is going to take this over Queen City. And I don't think it's going to be by much, but I do think they're going to wind up taking that win. Um, at 2.35 p.m., Tulsa Desperados will be taking on the Fourth Work Toros, streaming on FTF bonus coverage and SFL Twitch. Oh, um, hmm. I think, oh, even though Tulsa does have that wonderful um, the JQ and his throwing ability and Gabriel Manning, um, unless they can get those connections done, I think Fourth Worth is going to wind up taking this. They're at home. The way they have been playing has been lights out. You saw the way that they handled um, Louisiana. So, yeah, I think Fourth Worth is actually going to go with this win. Get this win. I'm going against you. I'll pick Tulsa. This mm -hmm. uh, reason why I think Tulsa may learn from their lesson from last week and get Robinson more involved, minimize Q's chances to basically feel like he needs to be a gunslinger out there. So if they can get Robinson involved in the rushing game, get 100 yards on the road, I think they should beat uh, Fort Worth. So I, I'm going with Tulsa. Okay, who we got next? At 4 p.m., actually at 4.10 p.m. on Florida Fans and FTF Twitch, is DC versus Mexico City, a season five championship rematch. Of course, DC won that one. It's at Mexico City. Right now, Mexico City is a more experienced team, uh, so I'm going to go with them in this game. I have to agree. Mexico City, um, I think with as time goes on, D.C. will get progressively better, but the regressions have to kick in. Um, Mexico City is just a little bit more solid with everything. They have a lot of players that have been there for a long time, so I think that's the reason why Mexico City will win this game. 4.45 p.m., the London Knights will be taking on the Arizona Scorpions at home, um, streaming on For the Fans, bonus coverage, and SFL Twitch. And of course, I'm going to go with Arizona Scorpions. I'm not going to pick against my team. I can't, even though if I th even if I think somebody else is going to win, I'll never say. And Eddie will be not happy with you if you. Do. <laughs> yeah, Parker did that one time, but we ain't going to talk about that. <laughs> I'm going with you guys again this week. Hopefully, Chad, you won't be mad at me, but I do like you guys' offense. One thing I'll be worrying about is if you can get uh, Moses involved more in the running game, because I do believe London is going to key in and force you guys to be one-dimensional. So mm -hmm. if you get Moses involved, get him 100 yards rushing, and repeat what you did last week with uh, no turnovers, I think you guys should get the victory at home. All right. Noted. So who we got next? At, at 10 p.m., it's Portland at Vancouver, streaming on LSN, FTF Facebook, and Twitch. Is that Vancouver? Vancouver's super hot. Peppers, uh, I think, one of the hottest quarterbacks in the league right now. 
Uh, Reference on fire as well. Defense is on point. Everything screams Vancouver. I'm picking Vancouver. Nelson, uh, um, Ezekiel, Mel, Shad, y'all don't be mad. Don't be mad. But I think Vancouver, especially with them being at home, I mean, the past few weeks, even how they look, they left off um, with season 15. They just been on a roll, man. Um, I will have to go with Vancouver on this one as well. Last game will be Jacksonville Kings taking on the San Diego Mavericks at 10.20 p.m. Streaming uh, SFL Twitch. And I think I'm going to go with Jacksonville on this one. Again, it's going to come down to um, progressions. And Jacksonville does have more of a solid um, as far as the progressions, they've been together for a while. Um, I think San Diego is going to have to grow a little bit. And that's why, even though San Diego will be at home, I think Jacksonville is going to come in and take that win. It'll be the battle of the running backs with Wells and Willis. Bill, I know uh, Wells. Sorry, Willis. W and W. How did it go? I know Willis is going to be motivated after the performance he had last week against Ford. I want to go with Jacksonville. I will actually go with Jacksonville until uh, San Diego gets Optimus Klein more involved in the passing game. I think their offense is going to still struggle. And watch this be the week he gets involved. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going going with Jacksonville this week. All right, cool. So, guys, these are our picks. Of course, we don't, we're not trying to make anybody feel bad about picking against their team. It's all in the, it's all in the good time. It's all in fun. As you can see, we do get a lot of them wrong. And we'll <laughs> let us, you know. All of them wrong. A lot of them wrong. It's not easy. <laughs> I still got more the wrong category than the right category because it's just teams are doing their thing, you know. They're making those adjustments from week to week. So it's really hard doing that. But we'll see how well we fare. If you're interested in becoming a player um, or finding out more information about us, visit us at www.simulationfl.net for more details. And with that, a fourth and goal interview coming right up. Stay tuned. All right, everybody, and welcome back to my fourth and goal interview. I have some fantastic guests with me tonight from the Portland Fleet. I have Mr. Mel Davis, Mr. Nelson Lozano, and Mr. Ezekiel Love with me tonight. How are you doing, gentlemen? Doing great. Outstanding, doing great. Outstanding Ashley. Appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you for being on. I appreciate yeah, all y'all. For, yeah, thanks for bringing us on tonight. We appreciate it. Anytime, anytime. Now, uh, Zeke and Nelson, I know that you guys have been on the show. So welcome back. Thank you. And welcome especially to you, Mel. This is your first time actually on the show. Yes, ma'am. It's a pleasure. It's a real pleasure. Thank you. You're welcome. So let's start things off the right way. Give us a little bit of information about yourself. So your favorite, um, sorry, your, your name, age, hometown, some interesting facts about yourself and your favorite NFL team. Well, uh, my name is Mel Davis. I am a junior. Uh, my full name is actually Mel Chuss, uh, named after my dad, obviously, being a junior. Uh, 53 years old and uh, from the Washington, D.C. area live in Columbia, Maryland right now and have done so probably for the past 12, 13 years, give or take. But I'm from this area, the DMV, 
the, for the most part. And favorite football team is Washington football team. Their name okay. has changed out of due respect for the Native Americans, but still follow our team and been following them since I was knee high, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I, I'm really glad you guys had that name it was time it was time out of respect it was definitely time all right so it was a good thing definitely definitely well ezekiel for those that did not get a chance to check out our show give us some interesting facts about yourself your age your hometown and your favorite football team as well (laughs) ezekiel love um hometown um well i live in hanover maryland now but born and raised in in the D.C. area, although we did live in Atlanta for several years when I was uh, coming up, you know, and nice. and of course, that's why the Falcons are my favorite team. You I love know. And I still loved it. I still love the ATL. Got family down the ATL, a lot of uncles and cousins down there and aunts down there. So that's still my second hometown, uh, 53 years old. And, um, you know, you know, I've been in SFL now. What this is my second season? Yes. And I'm sorry it took so long to get you back on, brother. I, hey, you know, you know, <laughs> I know you forgot about it, but it's all good. There you go. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> you, can't, yeah, you, gotta tell us, you can't forget you this season, though, because you're already no. doing big things in the last that's r- game. That's, so. that's right. That's right. Speaking of big things, Mr. Nelson Lanzano, Mr. Yeah. Uh, two-time a week talk show host, how are you doing? I'm doing great, actually. You know, uh, just here, uh, just trying to do like you do, right? Provide content to all everybody in the league to see things, uh, not just on game days, but throughout the week to keep those, you know, that uh, SFL itch still scratched. You know, so uh, moving the show to two a days uh, was, you know, having a great team with, you know, Bernard, KT, and Ben. Uh, allow me to say, hey, now I can do two shows without dying, and also take it take on broadcasting a little bit more uh, this season as well. So it's been quite chaotic. I've, I've been, you know, balancing work with with SFL, but it's been fun. Fantastic. And you're out of Maryland too, right? Yeah. So you know, this is Portland Fleet is uh, is mainly in, <laughs> in four parts. You know, in in the uh, Maryland area. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're all located in, in Maryland. I'm located uh, outside of D.C. In, in Laurel, so at the moment, but uh, spent a lot of time in Highsville, which is right down the street from D.C., like literally. Um, and uh, yeah, been all over the place in this area. So spent time in Virginia and then you guys know Los Angeles as well. So, All right. And just for the record, what's your favorite football team? Because I don't know if I asked you the last time you were on here. Yeah, it's the uh, the NFC East champions. Uh, the Washington Football Team is my team, and for for everybody to know how me and Mel actually uh, became really great friends now, it's, it's through the Washington Football Team. So um, we uh, we used to talk about it all the time when I would come to my uh, <laughs> my visits. My visits would be scheduled an hour, and we'd only talk about the dogs for about two ten minutes. And then 15 minutes would be all about watching. Uh, I bet. I bet. Zeke, you look. Uh, Go ahead, Mel. I was saying those were extended appointments. 
Well. They were extended apartments <laughs> for sure. <laughs> they were they weren't necessarily planned that way. I know Nelson's wife would be like, "Lord, can we just go ahead and talk about the dog we're here for, please?" Yeah, Nelson, yeah, yeah. we get all caught up in our conversation. And she was patient. She'd always sit there and just wait, and she's like, "Okay, all right, now can we talk about No?" Or <laughs> Yeah, can we talk about the dogs? Wait, it's been so long. What did you tell us the recommendation uh, was for XYZ that you said at the beginning of the appointment? And uh, yeah, we, we became friends through the Washington football team. And then um, then Mel, you know, through Zeke. So this is like literally Zeke's the resource, the, the kind of spark that, that got myself and, and, and Mel in here. Because uh, through that, he told Mel. And then through that, Mel told me and was like, hey, we got to get involved and uh two seasons in and now we're all able to be blessed to be on the same team together so it's pretty amazing it's been a yeah. great great uh season thus far and we're ready to do big things too see ashley what, what, what zeke didn't share with you is zeke and i are cousins right so we've known each other ever since we were little dudes and for as long as i can remember he'd always call me up be like hey man have you heard about this did you did you see that we were little kids and he called me up about ColecoVision. And he called me up about in television. He's like, oh, man, you got to see this football game on the television. We got to ask for this for Christmas. We got to talk mm-hmm. to Santa Claus. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it must have been, I think it was 2000 and I want to say 2000, maybe seven. No, 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 no. Go back. Probably night by around 2000, 2001. Whenever Sega first came out with their football game, he hit me up one day. Man, I saw this game at, at the video game shop. It was a football game and they were breathing in the cold and it was amazing. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, Sega Genesis. We got to check that out. And the rest is history. Every time we've gotten into something like this, my cousin's always the one who's found out about it and hit me up and be like, we got to look into it. So here we are. You know? yeah, we've been playing 2K football since 2K football came out. The first, oh, yeah, yeah. The first 2K football. Yeah. So we were, we were very familiar yeah. with the game. Yeah, we've been, we've been playing a long time. And mm-hmm. we've been playing this type because all those sticks kind of came about for people, you know, when the games kind of took off. We just didn't enjoy that aspect of it. We're like, you know, it's so repetitive. You always spin, you always jump the same nine yards. Mm-hmm. We're like, let's just sit back and call the plays and see what happens mm-hmm. and, and see how competitive we can be with one another doing Try that. And, and when this came about, he called me up. I said, what are you talking about? How does this work? He's like, well, mm-hmm. you got to get on Discord. I'm like, what is Discord? <laughs> I know what you're talking about, man. Right, right. Like, this is this is strange. Get on Discord and talk to people I don't know and play a video game? What? Mm-hmm. It's kind of bizarre. But, Remember that first yeah. night when I saw it on TV and I called you and said, man, this thing's on 11 sports. You didn't, you didn't, yeah. have, 11, you didn't have 11 I did, sports. Man. I but did, you went, But you went and made sure you signed I, up I for it. I went ahead and, and I ordered 11 sports that night so I could so kind of see, see what he was talking about. <laughs> yeah, sure did. Yeah, and, and sure that's, did. That's one thing I'm going to say, Ashley, coming into, because I, I, I feel like I'm the newest kind of crew member in this, in this, uh, in this group that they have. Mm-hmm. But it's been amazing because you get to, they are very connected with one another, you know, um, the way Mel is with Zeke and everything else, they're family, right? But they, they extend that to the, the people that they care for as well and bring you into that circle and make you feel like family as well. So you can imagine in the, in, in, when we're all together, how uh, entertaining these two could really be. Um, yes. I laugh a lot. I'm typically <laughs> on mute when we're all in the in the chats together, and they they call me the laid back GM because I'm in the back <laughs> of the class watching. 
But it's nine times out of ten, I'm cracking up because the way that Mel and Zeke interact with each other, you know how you are with your family. Yes. It can be that way. And it, it gets a little spicy, but you know, at the end of the day, it's all love and uh, it's, it's a lot of fun with these two. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it seems that way. Yeah. seems that way. Kind of like when you're hanging out at the barbershop, you know, you with the fellas and y'all having some really good conversation and how everything can just flow from one thing to another. Mm-hmm. I can kind of see that. Yeah, most definitely. Yep. Yeah. And it's been it's been a, it's been awesome, you know. Like I said, like uh, Mel told me, I, I don't know how long the difference from from Zeke and Mel telling, but then imagine Mel trying to explain it to me in a scheduled appointment. But mind you, right, that we're trying to get through this. Because I was like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "You know how you love Madden GM mode. You're gonna love this. This is the same thing." <laughs> and I'm sitting here and right, I'm like. Right what is like what are you talking about like what is this whole and then same thing like Mel. i have never touched discord i don't know what this i didn't does. know what a discord was um, like, what are you talking you know about? if somebody i thought it was maybe an accessory or something of that sort um but ended up being that you know it all connected us and i i i feel the same way that if i did if it wasn't for zeke telling mel then who knows if we'd be in this situation <laughs> that's true down the line, that's true so. Mm-hmm. Very true. Well, you guys are lucky to to have each other and to be on the same yeah. team with each other and all of that. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. oh, it's, it's, it's gonna be exciting. Yeah, because you did y'all say that you have plenty of experience, you know, with uh, 2K and everything. Yeah. Um, would that have anything to do with this recent win that y'all took over the Tulsa Desperados this week? Well, out of all due respect <laughs> for the Tulsa Desperados, and and we do mean due respect to every team in this league because. You know, as we know, everybody puts a lot of energy and time into what they do to come out and play those games. And sometimes it's so frustrating because you get out there and it just doesn't go up. But it doesn't reflect the time you put into it. But uh, to answer your question, most definitely, most definitely. And and all three of us have put a lot of time, including Jacob, our owner and our defensive coordinator, uh, our Vandalay, just a lot of time. And I'm talking some 2, 3 a.m. in the morning chat sessions just to try to figure out how this game works and how we can be successful at it so yeah we were we were pleased to see the results come out the way they did and uh it felt good felt good for sure after last season it felt real good (laughs) last season (laughs) last season was tough it was tough but that's the growing pains right i mean you know by being a new team on the block you know you have to figure out how everything works, how everybody meshes together, mm-hmm. um, how every player is going to affect the, the team build and what you're trying to do. So, yeah, of course, you're going to have your bumps and bruises. I mean, you saw us last year. We started off great, and then all of a sudden, just went downhill. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we were just trying something new. We were trying something different. Hey, maybe I can just end it off a little bit more to avoid the interceptions. But, no. That's too now. Doesn't always oh. work that way, does it? It nope. does not. Yeah, it does. We we, and, and, we, we yeah. play all this year too. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. We'll talk yeah, about we, that. We in play. <laughs> we, we, I've already extended, right? I already know Jacob, and you know the relationship we have with Eddie Gage mm-hmm. and uh, Bernard and and Ashley here, right? That you know, you guys know it's it's limo service, and you know uh, whatever y'all need, it's it, it, it's family business until we hit the field, and then. It becomes a rivalry then and there, but I'm taking my earrings you know, off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> but you know, and, and, and you like you kind of alluded to, and we kind of talked about, right? Is is kind of like that progression through 
last season, right? Last season was a lot of building blocks, and and it, and it really showed the true grit of our team. Our team is very gelled together from the kicker all the way down to 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 our quarterback, right? Like everybody is connected. Everybody has each other's back. Um, and and to have 13 rookies last season come in and have them be professional, have them be, you know, supporting the team and whatnot. It was amazing to see their growth and then to add key pieces like Zeke on this offseason, Ben on this offseason, KT on this offseason, right? To add those men to our locker room, I mean, it's, it's just been amazing. And you can start seeing that gel even get a little bit tighter with them. And they, this is their first season, but you wouldn't even think that if you looked in our locker room, the respect level that they get, the, um, you know, the appreciation and such. And then to add, you know, again, you know, everybody contributes here. Zeke contributes. Ben and KT contribute to the show. Like, there's also things that are given back to the league that I think um, folks don't see, right? Like, Ben's on the stat team with our Vandalay. So, it ends up being where uh, we, we all contribute to the league, and then myself and KT and Ben doing content. So, we have a lot of great things that are going on. And, and you know, I end up finding myself um, taking snapshots and keeping a recording. I, I thank my wife for this because she's very good at keeping, uh, like, history with stuff. And then we're like, sometimes out of nowhere, but hey, you remember on this day what we did here? And I'm like, no, I don't remember, but thanks for the picture, because now I do remember. Um, I do the same thing here with us. So when we have, you know, a uh, room, like when we have all the team together in the locker room, I take a picture of that um, because that's such a huge um, uh, uh, kind of milestone for myself as a general manager to have put this great team together with Mel as a, as a dep- you know, director of player personnel. Um, as well as being the head coach and uh, and and Jacob Bovet and then you know Al this Art Vandalay this season also bringing in those two rookies as well to help solidify his defense some more it's been amazing and, and to just see all that come together actually I'm gonna be honest with you there's been times where I told Matt like this is amazing like this this is something that I could never have imagined two seasons back um, but I'm loving every minute of it because I, I honestly do think that I, we brought in some great group of men that, um, great group of players that will, will always have each other's back. And then, you know, we'll, we'll continue, we always talk about it, right? Eddie, Eddie is the reason why I always had this mentality of you got to try to keep your team together. Eddie gave us that tidbit when we were a, a brand new franchise. Um, you know, he kicked game, right? He, he was, he was, he was humble enough to, to, as an owner to share with other people that were in, in the, in the league to explain how, how what, what what you're really trying to strive for and then again it's retention if you can really focus on retention and, and people being happy at the end of the day you can really see those successes like the Sioux Falls like the Denver's like those teams that you normally hear in contentions for the championship right like Baltimore is like when you every you ever think about Baltimore nobody ever leaves unless yeah. they retire <laughs> You know? I mean, what I've seen here is, I mean, it's, it's like one family here, you know, and I, what I love on game day is everybody is in the locker room together, you know, everyone's together, we have the whole team in the locker room, which is great, so we have a close-knit group of guys, you know, in that locker room, and I got to, I mean, Nelson's done a great job putting this team together, he's a humble guy, but he's done a great job, I mean, excellent job, man, excellent job. I can tell, I can tell you, I got my boy from Atlanta, shot Allen over there working. Yeah, oh, yeah. Player of the game. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Shot is ball. Shot is shot is ball. There's a story. There's a story about Shot that I, I probably share later in the interview. It's all <laughs> it's like Shot is, and Mel knows it. 
Shad, I wanted Shad. Like Shad was my like, like day two after day one happened. Um, we, you know, we reconvened, right? Because we wanted to see who was still on the our boards versus who was on the boards here and try to figure out, you know, just solidify how the boards were going to be set up so we knew exactly where we were going to pick where. And I remember sitting there with Mel and, uh, and we were on Discord just talking because typically we'll be talking and working at the same time. So Mel will be doing his thing, uh, either creating a spreadsheet or creating some way for us to stay organized. And I'm over here filling them in and, and, and providing the information that needs to happen. And we were there late at night, and uh, I was like, we got to get shot. He's like, Mel's like, Nelson, we're going we to try. All right, he's on this board. We're going to try. And I said, yeah, Mel, but we got to. Like, we got to get this. We got to get him. And um, long and behold, we were lucky enough to, to, to the, the, that season 15 draft played out exactly how we wanted it. So I was so happy to get shot at that time. I thought shot was a first round talent. And I was honestly truly scared. I mean, again, you do do your, your due diligence. You see what teams need what, and you try to play the odds. Like, okay, there's only five teams that need a safety. What are the odds that they're going to get shot when there's 10 safeties available? Well, the odds are there, right? But then you got to kind of figure out what's going to be the best game plan. Mm -hmm. And um, I just remember that day, as soon as we got to that pick, we were already, we already knew shot Allen, boom, from, from the Ottawa Calvary. And then, you know, later on, we were able to add his, his partner at the time and, and really create that Ottawa backfield that we, we really did truly enjoy. Hey, Mel. Yeah, it's, uh, it's balling. Go, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. I was just going to say, how important is it um, for you as a coach and as a GM to have those players from the SFLM that you've seen video on, that you've seen um, how they move and how they play, what their tendencies are. How important is that to actually be able to capitalize on it and harness that? Mel, I'd like to pick that one. I, I, I think, thank you, sir. I think it's extremely important, Ashley, you know, and I think we may bring a different philosophy you know, to the league, you know, or to sit down and, and talk to Nelson and, and, and now this year that the Zeke's with us and it's something Zeke and I've been doing forever, playing games and GMing. Lord have mercy. That's that we we'd sim through a whole season just to GM and draft the team, right? Mm. When we play these games. So yep. You know, you look at these guys and how they play on the field. We were so excited to see the SFLM come about because when we joined about this time last year, there was no SFLM. Right. I was trying to figure out how this worked. How, right. how, do, how do the owners that and the GMs that come talk to you evaluate your talent when there was no talent on the field to evaluate? It was based upon you as a person and the conversations they may or may not have had with you. But and that's a good way to go about it because that's another aspect that we look at but how much more fun was it to now sit down and go i'm gonna watch these sflm games wow that it just opened up another whole world for me mm -hmm. and i know for my cousin and Nelson, because now we're looking at the Ashley Jacksons as a, a pre-rookie, you know, someone who's out there playing for Ottawa or Birmingham. And you're like, wow, this this person can their player can play. Now, let's see who they are as a person mm -hmm. and do they fit the type of person we would want in our locker room? To me, it was the perfect melding of everything together. So right. when, that, when they started doing that, it to me became the biggest thing in the world. And and, and we love the talent of feel. Um, I, I think we think it's great if someone has talents outside of that, but that's a bonus. 
But if your player on the field is getting it done, that's what we target and look at the most. And then we work from there uh, as best we can. Right. And some people feel like it doesn't translate to the SFL. And I say, well, I'm not sure if I agree. We'll agree to disagree on that Mm -hmm. because our other buddy, um, Ron, also known as Brody Gulch, he came in with us, too. Yeah. And Brody balled it uh, in the in the minors in mm-hmm. the SFLM, yeah. and he did the exact thing, same thing in the SFL. Well, so, defensive player of the year, I think, rookie of the year, didn't he? Defense yeah, I think it, and made it just has it has value. We just it feel like it value. has value, and and I think sometimes it's overlooked um, because of some of the other aspects that the that, that, uh, may bring. We really thank you, talent, too. Don't dismiss that player on the field uh, and then meld that together with the person who's actually mm-hmm. uh, standing behind them because that's very important as well. Yeah, I think the SFL, I think the SFLM um, talent definitely translates over to the SFL. You know, I think it does translate. I know some think differently, but I've seen a lot of guys in SFLM and SFL, and it's, it's, tra- it's translated. You can name several guys, it's translated well. So, SFLM to me is a big, big part of the SFL now. It gives guys an opportunity to participate in a league. I'm like a college, you know, I'm like a college league. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, so I'm like true. a college league, yeah. you know, and and the, I think it's a wonderful thing. It's, a, it's a, one of the greatest things that, that they could have added to this league is SFLM. And so how do you feel yeah. coming from the SFLM, you know, being so heavily, being a player, and then you having your teammates, Zeke, and watching – your teammates get selected during the draft and then you're getting selected <laughs> that way. That feel. You told you talking about when I was in SFLM? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love seeing my teammates get drafted. I mean, we were all pulling for each other. I mean, we were all talking personally in our in our Madison locker room, waiting for everybody to get drafted, congratulating. You know, that team was really close. That team, even after we won the championship, we won the inaugural championship in SFLM. So we, we were the first champions. We kept a championship locker room on the side. So we've all kept in touch still, you know. So and we all congratulate each other when um, we got drafted and we still give shout outs, you know, when good things are happening on the field to each other. So it was a, it was a great bond. It was a great bond, you know, and it's good. To, I'm playing one of my Madison teammates, um, Derek Majors. It's so important. Right. We were teammates together, so that's that's a great thing too as well. I think that's important, you know, when you mm-hmm. have that bond because when you first come in the SFL, it's just like, okay, I'm here. What do I do? Right. And then when you finally sucked up into one of those teams, and then it's just like, okay, now we're all figuring this out together. We can root for each other. Mm-hmm. And then when the draft comes, it's like a big deal because nine times out of ten, you weren't drafted in the NFL. NHL, MLB, <laughs> right. none of it. Mm-hmm. So right. right. It's like right. just to finally hear your name called and and get that spotlight on you just for a second. It 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 really it it's a very nice thing to be able to be a part of. And for a lot of us, we will never get that experience in real life. You right. Know? So just to hear exactly, name, exactly, awesome. Yeah, it is. It is. Go ahead, go ahead, Nelson. No, nah, yeah, I was going to say, like, you know, I think the SFLM is is honestly a, a way to keep the retention of people coming into the league, staying with the exactly. league. Exactly. Right? Yes. I, I yeah. had me, Mel, and I think Zeke, too, you were a non-contract as well, weren't you? Or were you contracted? In, in the very beginning, in the very beginning, when we first 
came into the league and looked at SFL right, non-contract. Yeah. So, SF- so you know, coming in as a non-contract, if you don't go into a great organization, you can kind of get left in the wayside, right? Um, mm-hmm. And and I always talk about this story, right? As appreciative as I am that I was a New Orleans Pharaohs for 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 season in season fourteen as a non-contract linebacker. A lot of times I'd go back to Mel because I was just too, you know, I didn't have that same kind of bringing into the organization, them going to, you know, them going into the night wings. They had more structure, more understanding, more of a history to kind of follow. And Mel was getting more of the, hey, this is how it gives to get into the league versus myself. It was going through one person at the time, which I'm so appreciative. That's, that's, that's a strong reason why I'm such an appreciative person of Xander Gold. Because Xander Gold at that time was the GM and the, and, and the head coach of the uh, New Orleans Pharaohs. And, um, you know, reached out to me and gave me the opportunity. And I, I, I feel bad for him because I used to DM him all the time. So I know he'd be like, man, this dude's asking so much <laughs> questions. Well, I'm trying to create a game plan. I'm trying to do this by Z. Right. So, like, you, you know, honestly, there was still a point, you know, after the season was up, I told Mel, I was like, look, I don't know if this is really for me. Right. And Mel was yeah. like, let's stick to it, man. Let's stick to it. Like, let's, let's, let's see where this goes. That was just one season. And then the, I was, I was lucky enough to be part of the simulation, uh, the, the minors, sorry. And, um, you know, got, got picked up by Annapolis. That's how I met Ben Jackson, who's a good, a really good friend of mine. Uh, that's where I met Cam Curtis. That's where I met, again, Small World, Scott Johnson was on the team, Garrison Blue was on the team, Jeff Gagne was on the team, Eric Hammer was on the team, Tank Hutt was on the team. Like you could you can go through and really pick apart that Annapolis team and a lot of those names there are doing great things in the league now. Yes. But when when I went through that experience, it was such a night and day. Going from a non contract and not understanding progressions, not understanding, you know, and there was the 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 locking dynamic was was different because you had rookies who were rookies with you. So right. It's like you guys got to grow together. And then I wasn't necessarily a hundred percent of a rookie. So when some of these people came into Annapolis, I was able to extend a hand and say, Hey, you know, uh, before the promotion of being the general manager for the Portland fleet, you know, I was able to help some people out in a way that I wasn't really helped out coming into the league. So to me, the miners, I think it's a perfect place for folks to get the understanding of what it is to be part of this league. And then when they transition into the majors, it's more of a, a, a seamless experience versus, you know, how it was in that non-contract side. Are you putting up a post and somebody responding back to you? I, I feel like it, it allows people to have some kind of take too. And I don't want to go through the whole, the, my process on evaluating talent, but, um, I am, I, just like Mel, I am a big advocate of what I see in the SFLM can translate into the SFL. And I know many don't see that. They're like, hey, it's about the person. You're 100%, right? We are about the player as well as about the person, right? Because they're going to be in our locker room and we want to ensure that it is a locker room that fits what we want it to have, right? Um, but I, I, I always said it. If there's four or five players who are all in the same build, right? And I know coaching plays a, a factor to it, but if they all have the same build and two out of those five are killing it, then there has to be something around that. And we all understand yes. that in, in this in this, in this this game, um, it caused the darndest things and it does the darndest things. And if you take one play away, it can change up your whole dynamic of how the game plays out. I feel like it's the same concept here where 
if your your height, weight, and some other things that can can attribute to it are playing in a better combination than others, that kind of helps out as well. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of see that. Now there's there's stories to both sides. Like I mean, look at Shad. Shad did amazing in the SFLM. Uh, he was one of the leaders in interceptions at that time. Um, and, and we were able to get him. Derwin Nuevo. Derwin Nuevo was the top in, in, in sacks. Uh, Gary Burney, who a lot of people don't know and, you know, now are starting to get to know, was also the top leader in sacks. Like, and they're bringing that, translating it into the majors with themselves. So I, I think, again, you know, it plays a factor. Do I 100% just lean on it? No, there's also other aspects to it. But I love, I love what the miners really provide. And um, I think the league definitely... You know, it's going to be continued. I, I know that, but it's just, it's just a great breeding ground to get talent at the same time to help everybody be really comfortable into this league. And definitely, I'm not. We can oh, go ahead. Was somebody else? No, I, I was saying, no. and I totally agree. It just opens up the door and gives people the insight. What do I do next? How the natural flow into what do you do next? You go into the SFLM. You learn, you grow, you listen, and, and if you do those things correctly, it gives you an opportunity to rise to higher levels in this league. And depending on what you do, you want to play, just play. If you want to play and coach, if you want to play, coach, and gym, and if you want the highest of aspirations to become an owner, it's out there. It's achievable. Uh, as people get to know you, you start to put yourself in a, a positive light. I think that's the important aspect. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, so fellas, now, given your schedule that you have, is there teams that you are looking forward to playing? And is there are there teams that you're like, oh, man, why did Cam put us in the same division? <sighs> yeah, be honest. yeah, I'm going to be honest. Well, the, well, one game I was looking forward to playing was we just – was Tulsa. We just played. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, – I'm looking forward to playing Denver coming up down the road. Definitely looking forward to that challenge. So that's, that was marked on the calendar. And, uh, you know, don't leave – I'm not leaving your team off either, Ashley, because we're going to take you – looking forward to playing your team too as well. <laughs> don't think yeah, I'm looking forward to playing y'all too. Oh, okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think – I think yeah, I, I agree, right? So, like – the games that I look forward to is this week against Vancouver because they're such a they they've had such a a, a strong start and they've been such a a, a, a powerful organization for a while now um, that I'm happy to be in the same division with with them just because they provide a challenge every single time right like if you want to I think Eddie says it all the time right if you want to be the best you gotta beat the beat best. the best so um, you know Vancouver is some, is one team. Denver and yourself, as well as Fort Worth and LA. I mean, all of them we, we really are looking forward to. Everybody brings <laughs> a challenge. Um, but I think that Denver, because Denver is huge between, you know, Jacob was part of Denver, Mel was part of Denver, Zeke was part of member, uh, uh, Denver, that uh, a Denver member. <laughs> Sorry, I thought that was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, think, I think, again, it's awesome. But then the thing that I love too is the natural rivalries, right? Um, the, the San Diego Mavericks, the boats versus the planes, right? Um, I, I think that's such a natural rivalry there. And I don't think there's ever a team that I don't look forward to playing, right? Like, no team scares us. And I, I want to put that on record, right? Like, no team scares us, but we respect every team. 
that means that we're happy to play you win lose or draw uh, we're going to be happy to play you because that that's uh, that's like we tell all our players that's one brick in the foundation that we're trying to establish and build so every situation is a learning experience nonetheless and I don't think there's a team that I'm out here like oh I'm mad that you put me on through if Cam says hey I'm going to put you against Dem- uh, Denver Baltimore Atlanta Louisiana if that was our schedule, I would still be with a smile and say, awesome, let's, let's continue forward and uh, and try to grow from it. Because they say iron sharpens iron, so you're going to have to go against the best to really get yourself into a better um, No question, no, no question about it. We're not afraid of any team. We respect every team, but we're not afraid to play any team. There's no team is scared. I'm like, man, I'm scared to play them. Mm-mm. Mm. Okay. Not necessarily that you're scared, but you're kind of apprehensive. Like, man, you know. Not really. We did not accept the challenge. Not apprehensive either. Cool. Mm-hmm. You know, just waiting to hang you out at AO. But you know, this all is going to be all in the club. I'm trying to tell you. Oh, I see what you're saying. And then that's what I'm saying, right? You yeah. got that <sighs> video, right? So I heard that. that that's duly noted. And, and and I play middle linebacker too. I might coach, but I play a little middle linebacker. So mm-hmm. you know that's duly noted that you know you're going to hand us that L. We'll be that's back. Right. And, and I don't I don't mind going to buck fifty on you either. That's okay. Okay. No, I feel Well, we're going to see how everything shakes out. And I would love to have you back on the show. As she said, y'all could. <laughs> oh, no. I actually, I want to be, a, you can see, put it in right and right. I want to be back on the show after the Arizona game. Okay. Yeah. I'll yeah. be on the show, too. Yeah. We'll all be then, on the uh, show again. <laughs> Thank you. It's all love. And that's the thing, too. Like, you know, we're not, we're not big, um, in, in gen chat, right? Like I don't spend no time in gen chat other than saying, hey, you know, or if I see a topic that I feel like is relevant, I'll jump in, right? But we're really not, but it's not because we're, we're just always so focused on everything around the team and ourselves. And then, you know, everybody's part of something else too. Like, you know, Mel has to do his coachings with the rest yes. of the coaching staff. I'm doing the promos. I'm checking in with players. We're getting ready for progressions. I'm trying to prepare for two shows. Um, trying to also with broadcasting with the research that is required around that also trying to research at the same time so I feel like it's it's again like one we don't really have the the time but nor you know I don't think people really know Portland enough but you know we aren't afraid of anybody we do take up the challenge and we do appreciate it because again that's how we stack up uh, to seeing how our growth and progression really went so it's all love to Tulsa like we've got that win and we were very excited Mm-hmm. It's a lot of respect to Bert, you know, Berto and um, and Dion and, and everybody else over there. You know, it's 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 all love. You know, we appreciate it. They're they're an organization that is top notch. Um, as well as you know, our loss to, to to St. Louis, we appreciate it. it. Taught us to hey, we're gonna have to make sure our game plan is solid all four quarters, not just dominate in the first half, but go through all four four facets of the game, and then you know, close it out. So every single person that we play against, we learn something to improve on and get better. Um, but honestly, for you to be in the likes of some of these organizations that we will talk about every off season, like, is this team going to make it to the playoffs or the championships? Uh, we're working towards getting that. And the only way you could do that is, is by beating some really great teams as such as the Scorpions. Hey, and one of our mottos as <laughs> Boy, I tell you, boy, I tell you, boy. We try to remind our team is that when we win, we say nothing. And when we lose, we want to say even less. You know, and that's that's not our quote. That's a quote from one of the great coaches, 
you know, in, in, in real football. But it's a good motto to have. Uh, there's nothing wrong with having a little swag. Everybody got a little swag, right? You want to have a little swag about what you're doing because they're having fun. But at the same time, just have that mutual respect for those other teams and those players because everybody's out here trying to make this exciting and fun league that is Cam's making, you know, and, and we just want to be a part of that and the best way we can, you know, and whether it's win, lose, or draw, just be competitive, bring the best thing we have to the table and, and leave it all out there as best we can. And and hopefully, and prayerfully, it ends up in. And uh, to get those wins and understand what is necessary to get the wins, that's the part that, that's the learning and growing part of this, this experience. Exactly. And I knew that you guys were going to fare better than you did last season, you know, um, especially because, as I said before, it's a growing season and everybody goes through those growing pains, as I would say. Um, and I do see that you guys get a lot of, you know, people hating on you in chat, you know, a bit at times, you know. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, but I, I do admire how. Right. <laughs> I do admire how you guys just take it, you know, take it on the chin and be like, all right, cool. You know, because I think that in some cases you are being tested, you know, you are how, how you handle the certain situations when you win um, and then how you handle it when you lose too. some exactly. teams do not lose. Well, they will. Yeah. Oh, my God, we should have exactly. did this and we should. Yeah, you should have, but you didn't. So like what? You know, just right, make sure that right. you don't do this, make the same mistakes as you did, you know, the previous week. So right. I, I definitely get that. But if you, if everybody want to just give me, what do you think, um, what do you want Portland, the mantra of Portland to, to be, so to speak? Like, what do you want to be known for? I'll start with you first, Mel. Wow. Um, competitive. competitive. Competitive and, and respectful. Yep, competitive and respectful. Just know that when they Portland, they're gonna get a good game, mm -hmm. and uh, they're gonna be and at the same time we're gonna bring respect to what we do and respect everybody who's a part of of this entire league and the teams play and the club. Competitive and respectful. Okay, gotcha. Zeke, what about you? Well, yeah, I want Portland to be one of those organizations that everyone sees as. They're respected from top to bottom. Like, man, this is a class organization from top to bottom. Owner, GM, players. Man, I would love to play for Portland, man, because those guys are a family. They're a class organization. And when you play Portland, you know you run a football game. Win or lose, you know you run a game. Yes. All right. And Nelson? Uh, so on this perspective, I'm always thinking of the brand of Portland. Right. And um, it's what I want is, is a positive um, feeling towards Portland when being spoken about. Right. I want folks to understand that we are a, uh, a fun family type of organization, but we do try to keep it as professional as possible to really give our brand out there. Right. As you said, right, there's some teams out there that don't know how to lose or win or, you know, sometimes it's uh, and everybody has their ways that they want to go about it. But I want folks to understand that. This league is solid. This this organization is solid from the top on down. And I want players. I've always said it. I've always want uh, Portland to be a destination for a lot of players. Right when we have an opening, uh, players feeling comfortable to say, "Hey, I want to go to Portland because I see how they carry themselves." Because I, I'm not about I'm not about the 
going and, 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 and belittling anybody. I'm not. It's competitiveness, yes. And there will be a, a certain level of trash talking that happens. It's, it's sports, right? Um, but I think there's a fine line on how you kind of dwindle on that situation. So for me, what I want people to see is just, again, when they hear Portland, they really are like, that's a class ass class act organization there and um i would want to play for them because of what i'm able to get not just as a player but as a person as well and having that that type of uh environment where you feel like it's not it's not it doesn't become a job and it doesn't become a requirement you come into the locker room you get the support you need um and we're with you the whole journey but also we respect real life to where you can have that that life balance where you know you're able to still live your real life but also enjoy when you when this this game that we all love fantastic and one last question for each of you before i let you go okay. where do you see yourself in one year's time in sfl and in real life i'll start with you first nelson uh so in one year's time I, I'm, I'm hoping to be in contention in the playoffs right in the playoffs and then in 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 the championship that's honestly my sfl goal um uh, my goal with the show is to try to bring again step up my level i think you you and dave have stepped up again uh, the quality of your content and everything else and as a content creator i feel like i must do the same and, and i feel like that helps us all grow together um so i'm hoping in the next year to uh, get some more equipment that will help me do so. Um, help me be able to to bring content that's again different and and gives the aspect of uh, as close to it being like a, a network as possible, right? Like so, having right. that network feel, having that show feel, having a way that people could tune in. Um, and and I want to congratulate you because, like I said, I feel like the quality of your work has always been getting better and better every single time. And you, that's inspired me to try to look at my own equipment and say, how can I also get better so I can bring a quality product like you do on your show, so. Well, that means a lot, Nelson. That really does mean a lot coming from you. And the thing is, I have noticed from the time that you got started until now, your show has grown in quality and in content, in, in context and in content. You know, you're adding people. That's one of the reasons why I actually start adding a co-host every week, you know, to try to, I mean, it's it's it's, it's cool to be having you, to have your own show and to give your own thoughts and opinions. But when you can bounce those ideas off of someone else, you know, it brings a little bit more flavor to it. So, mm -hmm. you know, I had to, I had to steal that one from you, but hey, listen, <laughs> we're, we're here together and you know, if you need me, I'm here for you, brother. And those those words are those are words encouragement of encouragement for me so i appreciate it appreciate it thank you i appreciate that anytime and mel yes indeed well so, i would def go ahead i'm sorry so say, where do you find yourself in one year's time life one year's SFL. time one year's time in sfl i'm a Second on what Nelson said, it would be nice to uh, have said we had ventured into the playoffs, had an opportunity to experience it. It'd be really nice to say that we walked away with something extremely special called an SFL championship. But you know, we'll see. That, that chapter is yet to be written. We'll wait to see what that has to say. Uh, and in life in general, just uh, continuing to enjoy this uh this hobby this this opportunity to get to know people and to uh, be a part of shows like yours and get people give people an opportunity to get to know me 
and uh, just become a more intricate part of this league um, and obviously maintain uh, my lifestyle outside of this league for which I give all the, the thanks and praise to my wonderful, beautiful wife who gives me the time to do these things because um, I've got two little kids, not so little yep. anymore, but you know, there's responsibilities as a dad and as a husband and, and that I do not want to neglect, even though I'm enjoying what I'm doing. So to continue to be able to balance this and enjoy this and uh, still grow as a dad and as a husband and, and make sure that I'm taking care of those duties as well as is important to me. Fantastic. Yeah, Shout out to the uh, wives of the uh, of the Portland fleet that, that put up with a lot of the time that we, we spend together, but um, yeah. you know, shout out to those wonderful uh, women because honestly, they 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 make this a lot easier than it could be, right? If if somebody's against it, you wouldn't see me be able to be on so many interviews or shows because you have to have that that balance, and um, we definitely got to show a level of appreciation to all the wives in our lives that you know help us be able to accomplish this goal. I should have a wives podcast. Some, you know, some people just be like, "Oh, I don't want to be on camera." I'm like, come on, girl, come on. <laughs> well, yeah, my wife, my wife is the same way. But you know, again, she she's supportive out there. They've heard her once, a, you know, once in a while during games, and and she you knows she's as supportive as anybody else. So I got to shout her out to my wife Joanne Valentine. Oh, nice! I like that. I really do. Zeke. One year from now, SFL, um, hoisting that trophy, that hardware. That's that's, that's what we're going to do. Um, that's that's what we came in this lead to do. And um, that's, what, that's what the goal is a year from now, to be SFL champions in Portland Fleet, to hoist that hardware. You know, um, that's, where all, that's what we all want to do. So that's where I go set our goals at the top. You know, no need to... Playoffs are great, win games are great, but we all want to win a championship. That's what the goal is, mm-hmm. to win a championship, you know, period, end of story. That's the goal in one year from now. Gotcha. Uh, in life, you know, peace, love, and happiness. I mean, like I told you before, if I have my health and family has the health, that's a blessing. That's the blessing right there. You know, to be here a year from now, that's the blessing. Yeah, yeah especially in these crazy Amen times. Amen to that, man. brother. Amen. Amen to that. Amen. Yep. Amen. All right, guys, thank you so much. It was a pleasure having you on. I look thank forward you. to having you on again after our, our after our meeting. <laughs> sure. I would love to come on. To, to I would it. love to come on and discuss that buck one fit that got on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you think so. You think so. Dreams really do come true. With this yeah, that's right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll all chop it up. We'll all have fun. <laughs> Um, exactly. He's on a world, exactly. world tour. Oh, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll see if he ends up visiting this side of town one day. But it, it is all love, and, and that's at the end of the day what I love about it is, is we're gonna have this competition in week six of so two. What is that? Three weeks away now. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. when we do have it happen, it'll be all love. And you know, right. my boy Bernard's there too. So I told him I was like, I root for you until you go against me. And when you go against me, I'm kick. I'm, I'm gonna kick that butt of yours. So, okay. um, yeah. but that that's my boy. And but it's like I said, you guys are, are family to us. So yeah, when you come show up in Portland. It's gonna be class service all the way around. So we got absolutely same here, man. Same here. But I can't let y'all go without giving you the last word. So that could be a song, that can be a poem, or that can be just a simple shout out. 
right yeah. now ezekiel the floor is yours oh man well you know saying is not the question always y'all dripping man say it we'll say it with, with mel too believe me he's not gonna say either trust me <laughs> you don't want him saying look i tell you as again i've always said you know the motto is whatever you do in life, just don't quit. Like I told you before, we've talked before, my father always instilled in me, no matter how hard things are, don't quit, period. It may look hard, it may look bad, but you never give up. You keep pushing forward, you don't quit. The sun's gonna come up in the morning. That's the way, we, that's what I live by. All right, pretty dope. Mel? Uh, just be blessed, stay safe, you know, and uh, continue to go out each and every day and be thankful for everything that God's given you, Amen. knowing that everything we have is yeah. because of him. Uh, one of the my favorite verses that I have on my desk at work is Jeremiah 29, 11. It says that I know the future that I have for you, you know, and I always try to remind myself of that when things get challenging. And I encourage anyone else as we go through life, when things get challenging, just remember you know, based upon where your faith level is. And, and I always mm. speak about mine, where mine is that that's what I lean back on. So stay safe, be blessed and, and give thanks and praise for, for where you are and, and everything you have at this point in, in your life. Amen. Cause God is good. Amen. Absolutely. All the time. All and time. Nelson. Uh, you know, I just want to shout out all 20 men that are on the field with us, all my Portland Fleet members, um, to everybody that we drafted, to every free agent that we signed. I want to tell you thank you. Thank you for believing in us, having the journey, uh, believing in and having true grit, right? Grit isn't something that is really taught, right? You got to find people who persevere and when it becomes challenging, end up, um, you know, understanding that it's, it's a challenge. But if you can persevere through those challenges, like Zeke said, um, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. So, um, you know, I want to thank those men. I want to thank Jacob Bovet. Um, Jacob, man, he, the, the things that he does, man, I, I know he's a very, he's not a, a guy that's out there in the league in a sense of like always in gen chat, always out there. But I promise you that man is grinding as hard as I've ever seen anybody grind. And to be able to give us, to, to honestly give us the keys to the organization and say, hey, we, I trust you. To really say that he trusts us and allows us to do our job, uh, I have to shout out Jacob Bovet, man. Like that man has uh, has really changed all our lives. Mel, Zeke, myself, uh, Art Vandalay, like he's changed our lives to be able to to feel so much part of this organization that it feels like our own. Um, and and that sometimes it doesn't feel like a job to me. Like I enjoy being a GM of the Portland Fleet. I enjoy being a GM because he allows me to be a true GM. And I manage, you know, all the processes in the sense of like the promos you see, but also the birthdays for every single, uh, you know, uh, player. And then, you know, any life events that they have happen, we always try to celebrate it as a team. Um, and when, when, when something serious is happening and the player feels okay with sharing it, then we do the rest from there too. So I just want to shout out every single player, uh, shout out, you know, to my Inside the League crew as well. Um, I got to shout them out and the broadcast team, the stat team, you know, Cam, I got to shout out to them as well. Let them get some love for all the hard work they put in as well. And let everybody know when your shows air and. So yeah, we got, we, it's, it, everything's still under inside the league. Right. Um, but we air every Monday and Friday. Mondays are the talk show. So that is the one that you call in, share your thoughts and opinions. We bring up recaps of, of like, Yesterday's show was the recap of week two, predictions, who's going to keep their undefeated title going into going into week four um, after these week three games. 
and then any dark horses, right? Any teams that we see right now that are 0-2 that could possibly turn it around and, and be there. So on Mondays, we do that. And on Friday, since, you know, it's, it's, we're starting the weekend, we're chilling out, we're having fun. Uh, we, I do the, the uh, interview pro, uh, portion on that, and that's Friday. So we do Mondays from 10 to 11 uh, Eastern time, right? And then we do uh, Fridays 9 to 11, and that one's Eastern time as well. And that one's more of the interview process and everything else. All right. Well, everybody, you heard them. Go check it out, man. We have some great content creators out here. Um, Dave Axis, of course, uh, Nelson Manzano. We have Netma with Tyler Falk. We have Coach Coach's Corner with Coach Craven. So we got a lot of good stuff out here that just gets you through that week until those games are here. Fellas, thank you so much for your time. I'm looking forward to seeing y'all soon. You're welcome. Right, Thanks for having us. Take care, Dan. We, pre- we appreciate it. All right, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right, Take care, now. Peace, Peace out. out. All right, everybody, that is it. Thank you so much for joining us again. Special thanks goes out to Ezekiel Love and um, Mel Davis and Nelson Lozano. And of course, my co-host, T-Roy Gaines, for being on the show again. I really appreciate that, brother. And thank you for having me on again. I appreciate it as well. Anytime. Hopefully you'll fare better this week, you know, with your picks. So we'll see how it goes. Knock on wood. Here's some wood behind me. There you go. All you gotta do is start picking your team. Then you'll, you know, you'll just be. Uh, I'm my team. That's a no. <laughs> That's the only thing. That'll be consistent. T. Roy is not picking his teams. <laughs> gotcha. Remember what I told you though. You win another ring, the chair is yours. It's always mine. No, it's not. You said that. I said that. It doesn't matter. It's mine. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll it's talk about this more. Baltimore. We'll talk about it more after the show, trust me. Because like mm-hmm. I said, I'll leave you alone about the whole thing once you win another ring. Get two, we're good to go. Get two. Get two. Get two. Give us more motivation. There you go. <laughs> but thank y'all so much again for joining us. Um, remember, stay safe, treat each other well. T-Roy and Stryker.